Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. If there's one goal I've got to meet, it's introducing a brand new treat. It's a very different type of meat. It's duck, tongue, and chicken feet. The, well, it's, yeah, we're saying it's, it's the degree <laughs> of the compulsion, basically, is what it comes down to. My point has been made. I don't see where, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shack number 132. I am Master Dorgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And just Michael. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. All right, gentlemen. Talk to me. What did you do this week? We got to start off with Paul. There's no other choice. Paul. Tell us. I went to China. <coughs> you geek, you. <laughs> that was wow. a geek. Well, I tell you, the geekiest thing I did was listen to uh, Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist Way on the way back on the plane. Nice. The, I listened to his whole book uh, in, in my in my headphones. He read that back. for the audio book, right? Yeah, he read the whole nice. thing. I was really taken by it. I think it's phenomenal. And... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just awesome. I was really energized. So I had like this, you know, almost 30 hour plane ride back. Uh not well, 30 hours of traveling basically. Uh, it's a 12 to 14 hour <clears throat> plane ride going from China from Beijing to San Francisco. Wow. And uh and that's a bitch. And I couldn't sleep on the way back. I slept on the way out, but not on the way back. So I went from I went to Chengdu. So I went from Chengdu to Beijing. Beijing to, to San Francisco and San Francisco to uh, Las Vegas on the return. Same thing. But but three airplane rides, five security checkpoints. Jesus. Uh, God, 2,200 miles. Yeah, That's it's a, a mess. lot of it's, cavity searches. It was a mess. <laughs> uh, just uh, I, And we got out of uh, Beijing late, so I had to run my fat ass across the San Francisco <laughs> airport. It was a joke. They'd already closed the door. I barely wow. made it onto that flight. But I got on. Uh, and I got back and I did an improv show right off the plane from China and it went really well and that was really fun. So I've had a full week, but China was incredible, surreal. The time difference, I was there at the tail end of the New Year's celebration. So I saw the last night of New Year's, the 15th day. Uh, and Can just, they party or what? Oh man, fireworks displays right outside my hotel window. And I wasn't even looking at a particularly dense area of the, of the town, you know, my, you know, but everywhere you just you could just hear the report of fireworks everywhere and what i could see from my hotel window was basically it looked like the strip on new year's eve multiplied by about five as far as you know how many places were shooting off big fireworks wow for three hours (laughs) three hours plus Yeah, it, I, and I'm not exaggerating in the least. Three hours plus of just constant boom, boom, boom on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Wow. This is only one segment that I was looking at. So I can, I mean, it's the home of the fireworks. So of course they're going to go a little bazonkers on it. Right. It was out of hand. Um, I ate all kinds of crazy food. Uh, I wrote down a list so I won't oh, forget. Oh, thank you. I, I was our hoping. Final, our final night. So the food was, was crazy. Uh, a lot of uh, hot pot. Which is basically a boiling vat of oil. You dip your raw meats and vegetables in there, cook them pretty yeah, flash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you eat it. I kind of had that for lunch today. Actually. There you so. go. So uh, on my last night uh, for the, the, the final dinner, uh, I had these items. What was not limited to uh, fish, like a whole fish in a in a Like with soup, the head and all? Head and all, you right. know, kind of. Thing. Had that several times. Uh, whole frogs. 
uh, duck tongue. Duck tongue? Yeah. Wow. The tongue of ducks had tongues. Talk about it. Really not good. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the least. I I did not eat much of that at all. Uh, Lots of different intestines. Uh, (laughs) Kind of a a sampler plate. Cow cow and chicken stomach. Uh, Puts all new meaning to the poo-poo platter. This sounds like the the stupid American platter, you know? (laughs) What's Chinese for? The joke is on you, Roundup. No, man. Rabbit kidneys. Which were not terrible. Okay. Just little rabbit kidneys. Yeah. And bull penis. (laughs) <laughs> well which that's one's no Paul surprise <laughs> but i did i had uh, i ate uh, fried bull penis so, <laughs> and how go. would you rate that on a scale of one to ten uh, it's, uh on a scale uh, uh if we're going by chewy consistency <laughs> i would say it's an 8.5 a solid 8.5 not quite bazooka because you can actually get through it, but it is uh, certainly not your typical hamburger type fare. It has some real uh, give and take to it. So it's deep fried. Is that kind of yeah? Works? It's like flash fried sort of. Yeah, it's got this big pot of, of oil and all these crazy spices. So Chengdu is in the Sichuan region, the Sichuan province, mm-hmm. and of course you all know spicy Sichuan. You know that's right. oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. fucking spicy, but it's oh, yeah. insane. The spices that they have, they have these little corn peppers and all that stuff in there, and you got to watch out. You get those in there, and you're like, oh, God, you catch one. Oh, yeah. I got this branch of some stuff that I ate the whole thing accidentally, and, I, and it went all the way through me intact. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't change a bit. I found that thing later, and I was like, oh, I swallowed you. Oh, no. Um, but they have spices that are so strong, they numb the entire mouth. Yeah. Like, that's all. They're not even, it's not even Ooh. spice. It's like, it's like Novocaine. The spice is like, don't worry, we'll meet you later. Take that to my dentist. <laughs> oh, man. Not good. I only got sick kind of once, and that was from a, a, a packaged cake that we got from a like a convenience store. Their convenience stores are very liberal with their dates. <laughs> you, will find, you will find things from 2010 in the convenience stores just oh, hanging nice. out waiting to be purchased. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got a 2010 cake. and It was between, yeah. Between that cake and an old box of Oreos that something got me, I think more than the other stuff. Um, well, but, how uh, did it get you? What, which what, which way? Oh, I, I I threw it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Move. But that was the only time. That was the only time. Uh, and it wasn't terrible. It was a late night, and I've been working, and and my time clock was all crazy. And anyway, so lots and lots of long days writing this uh, show, trying to come up with a show framework for all these crazy wild. Uh, stunt and acrobatic acts. I can't wait till it's all done, and I can show you guys if it all. Has, when when's uh, this uh, supposed to be completed? Slated for the twenty seventh of May, so we'll see how okay. it all goes, and, and should be opening then. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, nothing's you know. I mean, it's 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 rolling. So this is like Paul's version of the Amazing Race. It's like, <laughs> it's like it goes here to here to here to here. Did this, and then he had to run to the yeah, plane. Really, run to here, put on this show. Run to here, write that show. Run yeah, over here. That's it has been with a hint been, of fear factor. It has been rather yeah, hectic. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here's been, a bull uh, penis. And while I was in <laughs> China, I was actually uh, 
still doing work on some articles that I'm writing uh, for adultswim.com, uh, which should be forthcoming soon, putting the finishing touches on some of those. So I didn't have any downtime really at all. It was kind of cool. Um, the awesome thing, they took me, they, we, I saw all these acts, I saw all these performers, and they're incredible. I'll show you guys some videos and stuff. Just amazing, uh, the talent that they have. And these people, they've, they've been doing this stuff since they were babies. You know, it's a, you can't do this shit if you haven't try, practiced it every day of your life for eight hours a day. It's nuts. Right. So that's pretty phenomenal. <clears throat> so very respectful and uh, appreciative of all their skill and ability. But when I, the first uh, day I was there uh, to kind of relax m- me into the time frame and whatnot, uh, we went to um, the Jinshaw Historical Site which okay. is a, a fully functional uh, archaeological dig site uh, that they've built over top of this place that they discovered in 2001 where they were uh, digging up, setting up for another like condominiums or what, what have you. And so they've branched a bunch of it off and, uh, and, and you can go and see all of this uh, intricate metalwork, jade work, and stonework that these people were perfecting over 2,000 years ago. It's wow. pretty incredible, yeah. So they're very advanced technologically compared to a lot of other societies and whatnot and it's one of those weird things where it just kind of disappeared and some of that art disappeared too and some of those skills disappeared it reminds me of athens because they won't when they a company buys a building they will keep the foundation they won't adjust it at all because they're afraid if they dig too deep chances are they will find some ruin so sure so they refuse to dig because then they'll lose their yeah i get that they lose their their building permit because they have to you know the historical precedent takes place Mm -hmm. and then they come in and they tear it all up and say well this is a historical site now you can't build here yep so uh, we checked out all of jinsha which was uh, pretty cool then uh they took me to the giant panda preserve which is chengdu Chengdu has the big panda preserve it was really fun and i was very lucky all the pandas were out there so they had baby pandas they had lesser pandas which are little red tail things that kind of look like tanukis but they're not tanukis I found out. Okay, but they look like tanukis, but they're redder. They got regular. Isn't that that's what uh, the the master in kung fu panda is, right? He is isn't he a a lesser panda? I think isn't he? I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, no, you're right. I think he might be a. Yeah, um, he might be a lesser panda. He got rings on his tail. I don't don't remember. It's a long time. I didn't lift his robe. (laughs) I want to. (laughs) (laughs) But um. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. He kind of looks like a little lesser panda guy, because uh, yeah. But the, and then of course the giant pandas, and they were out in force. They were all out there, and there were three of them, uh, adolescents, just wrestling and going all crazy. And it was really fun to watch them. Uh, we got video of one scratching its butt. It was very funny <laughs> for a long time. Always, and, always uh, a good time. Yeah, they're always scratching their butts and walking along, scratching their butts and putting their butts on stuff. That's I have kinda, video of Jeff scratching his butt. It's pretty good. That's kind of what they do. It's kind of what the pandas do. But it's great. And they had peacocks running around there, too. Tons of koi, like thousands of koi in these in these pools. and, and, and like it's more and koi than water. Black swans on top of koi. It was more koi than water. Did they have, like, the giant koi? Like, I saw a picture of one once. It was just enormous. Not No, not here. I mean, okay. no, a giant. But they were still all... They they were all very big. They were all, you know, like good, good catfish-sized koi, and okay. uh, and just thousands of them, thousands of them. So that was a really beautiful little spot. And uh, so I got myself a stuffed panda. That was my first yeah, little gift. A real one, me. Uh, not a just. No, oh, it's, okay. It, it looks not, not a real one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, how that on oh. a scale of one to ten? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most dangerous game. Uh, <laughs> looks like no, the panda a, from. Uh, it's a really fat Tropic panda. It's Thunder. really funny. It's like it looks. It's just like a ball. 
Okay, it's like yeah. A stuffed ball, but then it looks like a panda. It's I know like, exactly it's like a what you're talking about. Yeah. Super fat panda. It's really funny. Super fat panda. Yeah, so I got super fat panda. And then I got some uh, really great Chinese tea. Had lots of great tea. The tea is excellent there, of course. Um, and when they say all the tea in China, they ain't kidding. There's a bunch. Yeah. Oh, um, man. There's, and all there's kinds of varieties, amount. too. All kinds of delicious varieties. So I'm really getting, getting an acquired taste for non-sugar, non-sweetened, delicious Chinese tea. And... Uh, then uh, my host also got me a bunch of chopsticks to bring back here as gifts and things like that. So I was very well taken care of, uh, you know, uh, didn't, didn't pay for a thing while I was out there. It was really nice. So uh, I got to just kind of relax and be creative. Hotel was really cool. Had some really cool amenities um, that we could incorporate here in the States. Uh, probably some hotels have it, but uh, a lot of it felt, you know, a little ahead of a curve because they have a lot of more modern stuff than we do in some respects, technologically speaking. But when you r- walk right into the hotel, you had uh, rows of switches, of course, but a drop box right there where you slide your card in. And if you don't put your cart, your access key in that box, you get no power in the room. So you put that access key in the box and boom, every light that you've had turned on turns back on. TV turns on if you had it on. Huh. Everything comes up. But when you remove that, it goes about five seconds and then all the power goes out. And when I say all the power, I mean all the power. No heat. There's a heater in the room. There's a heater in the room. It was cold as tits out there. All, and, all the clocks are blinking 12. Uh, not even, uh, there's not even a clock like that. Don't oh, have okay. I had to bring my own little alarm clock. I've learned that over travel times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, um, you have to, you know, put your little card in there, take it out to make sure, and you had to turn that heater on. That's the one thing you had to turn that heater on and wait because it would it would take a little while to get going. But good God, it was so cold the first night, and it was so funny. I discovered I was laying there in bed for about an hour, shivering, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And the maid had actually left the window open to like oh. air out the room for the day. Or whatever. Oh no! You can smoke in pretty much every room, uh, and so I guess it might have been a smoking room before, and they were in that. But I, I luckily closed the window and things warmed up. But my my, <laughs> trans- my translator formed. friend did not find that until the morning, and she spent the whole night just like Whoa, super cold. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But uh, Chinese TV is crazy. Um, it's all historical dramas. About the time when Japan the, invaded, and uh, and then the times way before, and then the legends of uh, the Three Kingdoms and okay. the, and the Monkey right, King yeah. hero. That's basically it. That's what they watch. Four different kinds of shows. <laughs> I found one other different kind of show really um, that was um, called Love in the Village, which was kind of. Um, I can't even almost a green acre kind of thing, sort of. <laughs> I sort of. For green acres, but it was actually really funny. It's actually really funny. It was, it's basically this this podunk hick guy whose son gets married to a city girl, and so he is always fish out of water guy in these these little awkward situations. But it was very funny. I got uh, some of that translated to me, and it was actually quite amusing. And the guy did a really good job of just being funny. You know, you can just some people are funny. I think Steve Carell is one of those people that probably translates into other languages too. Then other than that, there's a lot of wipeout type. Uh, game shows they do hole in the wall they have okay hole in the wall and wipe out uh you know hole in the wall i don't uh it's a a big piece of uh Foam styrofoam yeah. oh they like yeah. there's a tetris got, piece you have to jump through yeah, kind of thing yeah basically yeah. Yeah. you have to, you have to contort yourself yeah. to that that shape and then so there's hole yeah. in the wall then there was this one game that they played in this wipeout type game that had me on the fucking floor they dress these people up in these giant puppets okay these top heavy giant puppets where their face comes out of the chest of these puppets. All right. And it, they look like they're drunk because they're running around all crazy. Right. I can't, I can't, I'm not doing it justice. I have to look it up because it's so fucking funny. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so busy, 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 lots of 14 hour days, 12, 14 hour days, uh, working on 
stuff late into the night and uh, grab as much sleep as I could and then back at it. Uh, we stayed very busy, but I saw I saw lots of cool performances. I actually saw a show uh, out there to kind of give me a taste of it all. And yeah, still working on the project. Hope it's going to all come together. But nice. it was like I said, a very surreal experience. It still feels like, it really feels like a dream. Now yeah. watching oh, TV awesome. out there, like, <clears throat> were there subtitles or anything? I know there's a lot more English speaking businessmen that go out there there's all the one time. channel there's one channel that broadcasts in english but it's just news okay. just basic international news so it's nothing you know too terribly compelling uh, i watched that a few times but i really would watch more than anything uh cartoons when they were on and they have this cartoon series with this family of sheep right and one of them has like a uh, poop looks like poop on his head okay it's just a sheep but he looks like it, it, the top of his white little head looks like a poop swirl yeah, you know how they do those. Poops yeah, sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Poops yeah. Worlds. yeah, I'm sure it's been. I around. fought yeah. them in many JRPGs. <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then there's a wolf who's out to get them, and it's kind of fun, cute little just sheep versus wolf, and <laughs> the sheep all have different abilities and what have you, and they seem to be one of the, the big know. popular characters. It's like Power Rangers cla- and sheep. No, it's not. It's not. It's they have animation. abilities. What are you talking about? Are you yeah. able to figure out what's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no subtitles or The wolf is trying to cook and eat the sheep basically most every time. And they're they're fighting him in some way. They're having great uh, uh, philosophical battles. Yeah, they're thwarting him. It's it's a lot of wily e. coyote type stuff, but uh, it was very funny. But they have like you see commercials for a leapfrog okay type pad that had all their characters on it, and the little girl was like, ah. and it was funny. Like the commercial was like. I don't have what I got from it was like I don't have to bother mom. I can do stuff without because <laughs> that's what, like what it was like. like little girl's like mom, nope. mom, let's do some stuff. And mom's kind of like yeah. And then she like discovers a book and it's like oh here go. And then the little girl's by herself. She's like look I can do this shit without mom. Yeah. And mom's like whoo. That's how they sold us on television. <laughs> yeah, it is the great babysitter. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it's like. The commercials the commercials were something else. Some of them were just like what. But uh, <laughs> but it was cool. A lot of them were a lot like what you'd see in the states. But uh, lots of fun jingles. I got a couple of jingles stuck in my head. So yeah. well, I I had a muffin. What'd you guys do? <laughs> we watched comic. We watched comic book man on right. Sunday. No, that, actually, was, that was pretty I, yeah, awesome. I have I have something to go to see. Okay, just, uh, you're excused from this list. Okay. Uh, this week, anybody watch the river? Yes. The river? No, I did. Right. What's mm-hmm. the river? Okay, the river it's is a, the uh, the new uh, ABC. It is a horror series about a family that is going to look for the missing father who was a adventures uh, television oh, I, okay. host who went missing, and his family has been part of a reality show for like America has grown up with them as famous. The reality show is called yeah. The Undiscovered Country. Yeah, and <laughs> he goes missing in the river. Is and this a Paramount product? <laughs> no, it's ABC. ABC Studios. How did they get away with that? Because it's Shakespeare. It's a line from Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah. And Should basically, they're using this as excuse, a found footage kind of show. Yeah. And uh, ev- the first episode was two hours long. Uh, second episode, standalone, but advancing the plot a little bit. Which Great second episode, my God. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of fun. Good good little horror series. I like the found footage style, so so far it works. Do they do the whole thing found footage? Yeah. Or? All, okay. It's all as ah. if you're watching found footage. And it's, yeah, it's, it, when it's, it's presented in the sense that it's being, it's like somebody had to survive because they are editing it on the fly. They just, they, they talk about it in the show. And it's all these, these remote cameras they have set up. So it, everything is covered by a camera, handheld, fixed position, etc. 
and it's being edited on the fly. So at some point, somebody had to survive to say, this is the footage. Yeah. A very or supernatural based show. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, very fun cool. so far. And uh, second episode, uber creepy. So I have to and check it out. Off to him. Uber creepy. Uh, who watched Comic Book Men? I've, I saw bits of it. I uh, have it recorded. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Definitely watch it. it. But yeah. I heard people grumble about it. Uh, Jeff grumble. and I watched that together. Grumble Wait. about it? Grumble. Yeah. Um, they didn't like it? Uh, I think it was Professor Biggs he put up on Facebook. Uh, don't quote me on it, but I, I I thought he was just like meh, but I, I could be wrong. Really, I Professor, <laughs> I love Smallville Bigs. Didn't care for a new comic book show. Well, I'll definitely take that with all the salt capable of being distilled <laughs> well, from well, the like oceans. Well, like I said, I may be from I may, every ocean in the world. I may actually, uh, I may have the wrong person. Yeah, I confuse my geeks on Facebook. So yeah, I bet not. That sounds typical of Bigs. I enjoyed the show. Um, <laughs> I, I I do want that little round table with the mic setup that they have because that would yeah, be they do it from the Smodcast studio, basically one that they've set up in that uh, right, yeah. bank. Uh, it, it it's half Smodcast, half Pawn Stars. Oh, I thought it was a what do you call it? It's oh, it's that thing. Yeah, it's Kevin Smith's a comic book. Store I thought show. it was going to be a like a superhero show. No, no, no. It's just those guys doing. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's basically right. reality show. Oh, now apologize to Professor Biggs. <laughs> I humbly apologize <laughs> because if it's the same guys that that uh, host the podcast, I sell comics. Is Two it, of those guys. Yeah, that podcast <laughs> should be buried. Well, first burned. It hasn't gotten better. How, it's, how, it's, far, how far are you along in it? I couldn't bear. I, I gave it two episodes. I mean, what are you people? Like the first two episodes? Yes. Well, to be fair, if you listen to our first two episodes, you wouldn't follow us either. Well, they, they, these are two guys that haven't. Skip now. ahead a bit. Yeah, these two guys are, are two guys that really haven't had podcast experience prior to. They haven't had experience. Yeah. They don't have life experience. They are not interesting people. Yeah, I, I, I like to start podcasts at episode 10. They are. They are frighteningly uninteresting and unrounded human beings. Yeah, Ming is not the most incredible they are, human being. They are, yeah, no. He's, they, he's, the, he's the yes man. They put they put the face of grotesquery back on the comic book fan. They, 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 they you know they they paint him in a very. But I will say these guys are characters in comic book men, and they come off a hell of a lot better in the show on TV. Yeah, All Walt right. Flanagan, well, and you got Walt you Flanagan know, and Brian Johnson who are always well, entertaining. Yeah, tell them, Steve. What Dave. is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, this is on Sunday nights after The Walking Dead. Anybody see the new episode of Walking Dead? Yes. yes. No, no. I have to download it somewhere. Oh. Is it awesome? It is It is good. I yeah. can't wait. I yes. liked it. I really, really liked it. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, I, I said to Jeff that it has the most tense scene I've ever seen on television ever. Wow. He had me save it just so he could go back and watch that You still scene. got it? Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> that, that one scene alone is, is worth rewatching. You're talking about... Uh... Uh, I'm talk- hey, I, I, Hush! Oh, I'm talking. Spoilers. To, uh, there's no spo- there's no spoiler when I say the scene in the bar. It's simple as that. Oh yeah. yeah. There's no. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. oh that was so good. That, that was so good. I <laughs> can't wait to see it. And uh, now here's here's the here's the uh, wild card. Anybody watch Lilyhammer? Uh, Lilyhammer? No. Uh, on the, Netflix. On Netflix. The yeah. net, first Netflix series. Oh has yeah. Been released. Who's in that? Uh, that is Stephen Van Zant. Yeah, Stephen. Uh, kind of almost reprising the same kind of role he was in. Uh, uh, Sopranos. He looked very similar. Yeah, but it's basically the same guy, even though different names. You know, I loved him in Sopranos, and and somebody on the radio I was listening to the other day was talking about that role that he played, and said, "If you know Stephen Van Zant in real life, it's just basically an exaggerated version of himself in the Sopranos." Yeah. 
as far as like the speech patterns and so forth. So it doesn't it, it doesn't surprise me that he's kind of reprising that role in Lillehammer. It's a lot of fun. Fish out of water series. You know, basically a wise guy see, saw the uh, Lillehammer Olympics and said, oh, that looks pretty when he goes to witness protection. He decides that's where I'll go. And, of course, it's, you know, Norway and and balls frozen. So, he, realize, he didn't realize that when he left? Yeah, that's he didn't realize the, the reality of going into basically oh, the... Oh, man, so, it's freaking cold out here. Well, that the social hey, system... Hey, yo, whoa, hey, everybody's freaking blonde out here. Hey, yo, whoa. Hey, what kind of money is this with mooses on it? Why? Oh, hey. Hey, I want to get breakfast. What do you got? What is this? Latkes with a hootie what? I don't know. Hey, oh. And that's hey, a little empty. How did you get that clip? Uh, that was that was dead on. Wow. You know amazing. what? There, there was a hard PR push. So hey, nice. yo. Okay. Somebody want to get on my luge over here? <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I meant my fucking penis. When I said lose, you Norwegian bitch. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, who wants to dance in my... I want to lily hammer your boondangy. Let's do it. <laughs> lily so, hammer your boondangy. So I'm guessing he's over his jet lag. Yeah. I think the Red Bull is kicking in. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what you got there, just Michael? Well, I went to... Uh, the Las Vegas Sci-Fi Center. Hey, yo, uh, what's all this aliens? Oh, we, hey. Was, no aliens, yeah. <laughs> no aliens in the Sci-Fi have, have, you, have, you, have you been there? <laughs> Not in a long... No, I don't uh, think I ever have. I haven't been there in terrible? It's, probably um, a good three or four years. You know, I, I really like the heart of it. They've the heart got, is good. The heart is in the right place. They've got... Uh, but it looks like someone's garage, but it's in the right place. You kind of feel like... Okay, for one, you walk in, and it says it's a comic book store, no current issues on the wall. It's kind of, you know, kind of like I'm. You almost feel like you're you're stepping into someone's basement. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> you go into this little back room, and then as you're walking into this back room, it's like, oh, I'm going to see some a snuff film or something. You know, because you you end up walking Trust in this darkened back this? room. It cannot be as close to as dark and scary a back room as some of the avenues I went up through in China. Yeah. Let me just, I just, you just brought back a fresh. <laughs> <laughs> we went to see this second round of. It's going to be the whole show. Trigger no, no, no. We're going to talk warning. something. He's going to be like, well, let me tell <laughs> you what happened in China. I'm just saying, we went to the second round of uh, of uh, auditions for these performers uh-huh. and we went to this kind of sketch neighborhood and then we walked into the sketchier back areas and it wasn't even super sketch but then it became yeah it's just it, I guess it's just China well, it's horrible so, you're selling me sketch and I'm thinking you're improv we no I <laughs> know we sketchy <laughs> but so we walked a great visual we walked through doorways that were basically uh curtained by chunks of old uh carpet hanging old dirty carpet was what was what was the doorways was the door basically (laughs) just whatever keeps out the elements unlit stairwells (laughs) the long ones up up you know many flight dirt just dirt just dirty Mm. dirty and then but then weirdly you'd come into a clean area (laughs) you would you'd be like oh there's there's a hotel over here Wow. And then you get back into the grit and grime, and you go, and then and we got up on the fourth floor, and it's a and it's a fucking strip club. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I'm there to watch these guys perform on the off hours in this strip club, <laughs> and they were going to do these rope routines, right? But they didn't have the proper rigging. Uh, yeah. They just straight up cut a hole in the ceiling and 
hooked a line up there. What? <laughs> These guys were having plaster fall on their head while they were doing their rope stuff. I'm like, is this all for my benefit? Because I get what you're going to do. I've seen a couple Cirque shows. I know what's going to happen. But good, great. I mean, it was out of hand. Just anyway, it just, that just, yeah. That sounds frightening. It was out of hand. It was out of hand. But still intriguing. That's cool. At the That's end of your saying. journey, they're offering you like your own orphan like, would you would you it was getting close whatever you want to do with this person we don't care it was getting close man well that's the thing you know in china that's the thing it's a little scary because like if you don't want to do something there's about eighteen thousand other people who will yeah right so human life is pretty cheap out there mm. pretty cheap as anyway. paul learned on his trip <laughs> no i did not thankfully so i went to the sci-fi center they were yes. showing uh they were showing doctor who the uh doctor who the spear, ah. the uh, spearhead, <laughs> spearhead from space, old uh, John Pertwee. Oh, the Pertwee, Pertwee years. episode. Yeah, he third was the fourth, th- fourth, third, third, third. What okay. was his distinctive outfit? What was distinctive? Uh, he had about a cape. It? This was he, his first episode. He had so. white curly hair, almost like kind of a coat, and he drove around the little the little car that said "Who won on it." Grandpa he had a hat. He did Grandpa not have Who, a hat. What they call no. him? No, <laughs> his hair was. Yeah, he, he was the like pre- he was the precursor to the Tom on. Baker fourth doctor. Tom Baker's the guy with the scarf, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And the hat. Jeez. So they were handing out Even um, I know that. Fuck. Oh, whoa, where? Holy bizarre Doctor Who nerds. Where? <laughs> I've only got 18 other goddamn things I'm massively into. Look at my balls. <laughs> so well, they're all know you're into your balls. Cut out uh, cut out toys and oh, uh, papercraft. Yeah, a little paper craft. So I, I made myself a little uh, TARDIS. But before I made this, I made sure I made copies so yeah, that I can look at this. give them. Oh. And this is, uh, you know, that that's just regular paper. Right. But I have the files, so if you want, What's I can that? see yeah. the files. Oh, it's a you, can... you know, paper craft is really impressive now. Um, it is. If you do a Google search for it, literally you can find, I, I have some that I downloaded. You can print out these really elaborate papercraft models yeah, on your own yeah. printer and put them together um yeah. there was um there was a model of the uss defiant from deep space nine oh, wow, that yeah. was about two feet long and you print it out and it's it's on like 20 pages and you cut out you cut and out you fold and, and you put this all together and it i mean every picture i saw of it put together it was really really impressive and that, i mean yeah. that that model actually prints double-sided and on the back it reads failure because that's what that shit's made of <laughs> man i don't know how you got from dark my story <laughs> to that but wow wow oh, no i love the defiant warcraft constructed by the federation my balls you know no <laughs> well, no mission but. of peace ass Anyway, Warf. but yeah, um, it, <laughs> wow, he's, he's just in this stream of consciousness now, this Tourette stream of consciousness, <laughs> AIDS, China's changed you, man, it's nuclear weapons, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, seriously, go go Google it, people, uh, Papercraft, it's it's incredible. Well, I had uh, a lot of fun putting my TARDIS together, even though yeah. I, I need to pick up like a, an X-Acto knife or something, because... Uh, doing this with just scissors is is not enough. Well, I mean, and 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 this it's a little is rugged. This is a it's very a good a, a rugged. version of it. But I've seen some more elaborate TARDIS ones. Right, that yeah. I mean, you're talking like, you know, about maybe a foot and a half wide and like three feet tall. Oh wow! Uh, ridiculous. Uh, they they <laughs> get really paper. they get really involved in this paper crap. So I yeah. uh, I love all the I love all the 
arcade cabinet paper craft. You can download. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, mini, oh, you, can, that... you can build out a little mini arcade. That's fun. I have a bunch of those downloaded on my. I haven't gotten around to actually putting them together, but they're they're awesome looking. I, I can't speak. And I, I make sprites and beads. I downloaded. Right. Uh, I downloaded uh, Ken from Street Fighter Papercraft too, which is really cool. It's like a three D look of of him. Oh, nice. Throwing up the old dragon punch. Pretty cool. Nice. But again, still haven't put that shit together. How about we start a show, gentlemen? Yeah, I, <laughs> what? I thought we'd already started a show. Yeah. I just hit record now. Welcome. Oh, it's Geek uh, Shock number... Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? News you don't give a shit about. Why oh, not? I was going to skip go. it, but no. No, I'm not going to yeah. skip it. You deserve you it. That's right. You don't skip All of you deserve this it. This is an extra bonus episode. Yeah. I have to stay up and edit it. Now, don't you be yelling at this. You <laughs> 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 no four-hour episodes. All right. Hey, remember that uh, disappointed uh, dog? The... The talking dog, the ultimate dog tease. I know you do, Kirsten. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The one, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 94 million views, I believe. He's getting a show Holy now. Uh, yeah, the visit, uh, creator, Andrew Grantham, is now in talks with Paramount Pictures to produce a feature-length film based off the one-minute, 21-second <laughs> YouTube video. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him is right. Take the money and run, fool. <laughs> Pretty much, Buy yeah. that dog a nice house and fuck something that looks <laughs> yeah, good. Right. Get done. Cue the, the yakety sax and do the quick edit, the <laughs> Benny Hill <laughs> thing at the end. It was the uh, second most watched YouTube video of 2011, coming in after Rebecca Black's Friday. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Huh? Because it's Friday. Her, where's her Friday. movie? Oh, <laughs> some commercial was using that damn Friday song for a, like a Thursday sale. It's like it's Thursday, it's sale, and I'm just like, yeah. Ah, why? Coles, catchy as shit. hell. It is yeah, catchy. yeah. It was like Coles. Ugh. Anyway, it's sorry. Continue. Classic definition of an earwig. Yeah. According to Variety, the movie would be headed by writers Alec Berg and David Mandel. Who have uh, some comedy writing pedigree? Dog Tease is being developed through uh, Pars in Surge label. Dog which, Tease, which is what they're the, calling the, it. That, well, that's working uh, title. Yeah, yeah working okay. title because that's the name of the damn YouTube video. Dog Tease. Uh, but these guys uh, wrote uh, "The Devil Inside," and they also worked on segments of Seinfeld and "Curve Your Enthusiasm," along with Euro Trip. So that's the guys writing this film. I love Euro Trip. So there, there, there's with, without a dash of irony, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that, I really uh, love that movie. It is. Uh, we saw it in the theater, and Paul he didn't uh, walk out. No, Paul was. <laughs> he stayed for the second show. You know that nice. giant belly laugh that Paul does. The everyone knows it through the entire to the through the entire film, and deservedly so. It's a great film. Yeah, it, I love that movie. Pretty funny. I love that movie. That movie gets me in the sillies. So, so there's some uh, <laughs> writers behind it. It could go good. It could happen. Who knows? But it's out there. Mail, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> See? It's goddamn yeah, brilliant, that movie. True. This movie is goddamn brilliant. <laughs> Scotty uh, doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. News you don't give a shit Damon about. And the freaking studs and yep. stuff. <laughs> Pizza Hut hopes you'll uh, turn to them for after your significant other says yes. For the fanciest engagement oh, yeah. party Pizza Hut can provide. What? For, for just $10,000, <laughs> the package comes with all the joys of an engagement party, including a ruby engagement ring. Along with the package, Pizza Hut will provide limo service, a fireworks show, flowers, a photographer, a videographer, and a $10 Pizza Hut dinner box. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner box... Includes a medium one-topic rectangular pan pizza, five breadsticks with marinara sauce, and ten cinnamon sticks with sweet icing cup. 
if she said yes before, once you do this, she'll be, she'll be changing her mind. Yeah, for God's sakes, make sure you get the yes Holy before you do this. Shit. Uh, Holy to make, like, shit. Who has $10,000 to spare but, and but then, zero but taste? <laughs> Just no class at all. There well, are, you know, know what it is? Lottery winners. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is designed for lottery winners. Wow, is that a big market or something? Man, if they sell three of those packages, they're in the black. If they sell one of those packages, they're probably deep in the black. You know where they're cutting all the money? The pizza's $10! That's <laughs> true. Oh, but there's there's a bonus. If the significant other accepts the proposal, despite being a Pizza Hut proposal, Pizza Hut is saying there is a chance to win a wedding at Pizza Hut headquarters. A chance! <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> a wedding! Pizza, at Pizza Hut headquarters! headquarters. Yes. A fucking dank office building full of, <laughs> full of fart-smelling chairs? No, thank you! Gross! Who was the... Uh? Welcome to Pizza Hut headquarters! <laughs> Happy wedding! Oh! <laughs> Oh, you have to excuse me. My insides are all destroyed from eating pizza at pizza. Oh, God. Where is Pizza Hut headquarters now? It's close to a graveyard. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's dying. Wow, Jeff. Well, you were like I, the no. ultimate straight man. You, know, you no, should I, just be grafted to Paul to make his life complete. <laughs> I, I only he had to get laid with bitches more often to be the ultimate straight man. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, the Pizza Hut headquarters was in Wichita, Kansas, where I grew up, and it was like the big industry there. <laughs> the Pizza Hut headquarters in the glue factory. That's Wichita, baby! <laughs> and sometimes you couldn't tell which was which. <laughs> No, it was Pizza Hut and the aircraft factory. Oh, <laughs> oh! The five aircraft factories, actually. But. But. <laughs> <laughs> was, wasn't a great town to grow up in. Trust me. I know. I've lived in similar towns. Oh Jesus! I know Christ. paint factory boy oh, over I there. Oh, I know. <laughs> did you oh, get covered God. in paint? I did at the Sherwin Williams factory. It was horrible. Oh, Pizza Hut. Uh, Pizza oh, Hut is uh, only, <coughs> only made 10 of these packages available. <laughs> only. And they are only available until Valentine's Day of this year, so oh, you done. just missed it. Just but, missed it. But if you would have actually considered this, uh, you know, finding out too late may have saved your marriage. Did so. anyone yeah, even much, yeah. do it? I wonder. How can we find out? <laughs> we'll have to follow that we'll up next week. We'll find out if someone actually did that. Just, it just, it's still mystifying me. I mean, like, no, the, the, I whole love, th- the whole thing is, is a complete ploy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is to get us talking about it so we can tout their $10 dinner box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it. oh, that, that's, it's, all, it, it's just viral marketing for their $10 yeah, dinner box. It really box. is. Okay. Yeah. That's really what it's Okay. Be. This all whole right. thing has just, I keep hearing Neil Hamburger in my mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. You know, he's got that joke about KFC. Why is Kentucky Fried Chicken served in a bucket? Why, so you have something to throw up in after you're done with your meal. (laughs) Although Mike actually summed things up there when uh, he said, oh, so it's basically marketing for the $10 thing. Okay. And suddenly, you know, true to America, the whole thing is okay because it's a marketing campaign. 
Why would like, why would it not be you could, okay though? You could you could totally justify anything. Why did that guy machine gun the elementary school and set oh. fire to that bucket of puppies? Now who's being the reporter? That well, that was marketing for a that was a marketing movie. Camp- Oh, okay. That's not a good campaign. I don't think that would fly. Campaign. <laughs> Are you kidding? People campaign. would just talk about whatever for the longest time. <laughs> Well, what was going to be what the next legal Houston defense? Houston. I want to know what the product <laughs> is in that. Well, I guess campaign. Campaign. It's a you know marketing what, campaign. It's true. Right? Whitney Houston was actually... They, did you hear that, that Sony raised the price of all her That's music? What, I have that, that, I have that on here. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah, well. Oh, well. <clears throat> Same thing happened with Michael Jackson. When he died, they, they jacked up all of his music. <sighs> it's true. It's true. Now, in, in the uh, Whitney Houston case, they're saying that, oh, it was underpriced to begin with, so we were just fixing an old problem. There you go. Right. <laughs> Fixing, really, that's what they said. Fixing an old dead problem. Yeah, oh. I yeah. think they fixed the, the problem on Sunday. We weren't bum, gouging you bum, enough, so we have, to, we have to rectify that problem. Kiss my ass! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is the greatest clip ever. That, that is now her greatest moment. It is. Yeah, there's no no better. That, that and the Star Spangled Banner. That's what she had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, news don't give a shit about. Uh, Warner Brothers is assuming that all Oz-inspired merchandise must have referred to their movie, even while the illustrations in Baum's novel provide similar interpretations of the characters in the text. Even the phrase, quote, flying monkeys, a pair of words that are not even uttered in the movie and the reference to the Wicked Witch's creatures, have been deemed by Warner Brothers to fall under their protection. Uh, there were pictures of them, though, in the novel, and it doesn't stop there. Warner Brothers has gotten downright trademark insane. In the past year, Warner's has been one of the most aggressive filers in all oppositions at the USPTO's trademark trial and appeal board, especially over the Wizard of Oz. For instance, the company has gone after potential merchandise associated with Dorothy of Oz, a $60 million budgeted animation film scheduled to be released later this year by Summertime Entertainment. Fail! And uh, Warner's also attacked uh, registrations on a series of neuroscience books in- entitled If I Only Had a Brain, oh, a, res- a restaurant called Wicked Witches Wickedly Delicious Sandwiches, a clothing line known as Wizard of Az, and Halloween costumes under the brand name Wicked of Oz, and dozens of other Oz-related marks. Oh, boy. One pending case is especially enlightening. It re- concerns wines being marketed in the state of Kansas. Among them are... Dorothy of Kansas and Total Wine, Ruby Slippers Wine, Broomstick Wine, The Lion's Courage, and Flying Monkey Wine. Yeah, that stuff's been around for a while. Yeah, Warner's is objecting, of course. Uh, Warner Brothers lawyer had mentioned that no one would think to use directed references to Harry Potter in something without expecting a trademark battle, clearly not realizing that Harry Potter is not public domain, which Wizard of Oz is. <clears throat> oh, man. Now, yep. how funny. Warner's has only held the license to the movie for a short time, right? Because they bought it from the MGM library uh, uh, during, the, so. during the bankruptcy slash fire liquidation or yeah. whatever assets. So, yeah, it's, it's only been, what, maybe four or five years tops? They're, they're doing it, it because of all these Oz-related movies that are coming out. Right. Now, Kirsten, you used to actually portray the lion at, at, at MGM, MGM way back in the day. Yeah. What was that like? Um, <clears throat> well, what do you mean? In, like Star Trek, but not as much fun? Uh, <laughs> actually, we, we, were, we were almost like the aliens, yeah. except that uh, it was actually mandated because they, they sort of ad hoc us. They, they threw us together for a marketing campaign for the opening of, of <laughs> so the it's MGM. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, 
they actually brought in uh, people, uh, uh, Ron Wilde and Karen Stevens, who were uh, Emmy Award-winning makeup artists from Disney Adventures. Uh-huh. And... Uh, they brought them in, they bought some old roadshow costumes and then eventually made new costumes for us. And that was uh, to just promote the opening. And we were so popular, they tried to get a regular program going and the, the heads of entertainment actually mandated that we have to be revenue generating. And really? so we did lots, we, they, they set up something with Cashman Photo where we did pictures. Yeah. And so that was our that was our justification, and in that regard, it was brutal because they set up uh, 120 um, shifts with 20 minute breaks, <clears throat> and uh, the the line outfit that I wore was gruesomely hot. Sure, um, I actually went through a period where uh, I was double shifting. I shared the costume with someone. Ooh. I was swing shift. Hot I put God. on I put on the wet costume. Woo. There was one week where the face appliance, because it was an entire face appliance that covered the whole face, yeah. and uh, the, the latex face appliance was wet because the guy for the morning shift had worn it. Yeah. So it was really disgusting. But once they finally got things sorted out, it was a lot of fun, except for the whole break things, because yeah. it was not set up like Star Trek. No. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, Star Trek was still brutal, even though you had. I mean, breaks were good, but after a while, it got well, crazy. well, you needed those breaks, yeah. yeah and and and, and 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 uh, if you want to still look MGM, look we didn't have them. But boy, did people people fucking loved it. I mean, yeah. I Tony Curtis was walking through one day, and he walked up to us, and he almost looked like he was in fucking tears because he's like, "I knew every one of the actors that performed you back in the movie." And he just stared at us, and his eyes are like glistening, and he's like, I'm so touched right now. I mean, he was just like so emotional, just, just, uh, and you know, and we were all, we were all picked because, uh, well, uh, because of how close we, we kind of came along in our look or in our sound, yeah. uh, especially the guy doing Scarecrow and me doing Lion, we came really close to Ray Bolger and Bert Lahr, and uh -huh. people loved that. Uh, one of the last surviving munchkins was constantly doing signings at the MGM, and he loved me because he would just be like, oh, my God, you sound just like him. That's amazing. And then one time I didn't do this, and someone else was doing it, and he didn't know because, yeah. of course, it's a bundle of fur with a rubber yeah. mask. Well, he's plus like, he's a munchkin. And he's like, do the voice. <laughs> and the, the guy doing it had tried to do the voice, and he looked at him, and he's like, you know, why are you fucking with me? And it was... <laughs> Really why you, uh, yeah. you never want a munchkin looking at you with the why you fucking with me look. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a bad place to be. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was extremely physically taxing. I'm about to welcome you to Punchkin yeah. Land, <laughs> motherfucker. Even even the Borg was not as taxing as uh, that lion outfit. That was oh, yeah. some. That was some. I had an ice vest. They they actually made a vest and they stuck ice packs in it, and I wore it, and. And within an hour, it was defrosted, and it actually started insulating me and making me hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so, bunch of plastic wow. bags full of goo. Yeah, <laughs> keeping yeah. the heat in. So, so would you grace us with a little bit of <clears throat> lion? Well, it's been an awfully long time, Todd. I don't, I don't even know if I could do it right or not. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! I'm getting an e email. Uh, Warner Brothers sent us a cease and desist letter. Oh, <laughs> 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 they don't have any courage. They're very fast. Oh, 
Let get him some of that lion's coward, lion's courage wine. That sounds cool. <laughs> Who's actually, drinking yeah. flying monkey wine though? That's <laughs> some shit right there. <laughs> yeah, really. Have you had that shit, Jeff? Flying monkey wine? It's blue, it, isn't I've, it? I've seen it when I've gone home to Ooh, visit. But I bet it goes never, great uh, with chilled monkey brains. <laughs> <laughs> flying monkey wine. Good God. And chilled monkey brains. Uh, there is the snake surprise. Snake uh, surprise. Oh, okay. it was pregnant. That that kind of <laughs> speaks for itself. Yeah. Snakes. Wow, Warner Brothers. There, that's pretty insane, crazy. All right, let's do Weekend Geek. Yay! Yay. Tim Schaefer. <clears throat> Tim Schaefer. Uh, yeah. This no was awesome. Tim Schaefer's game studio, Double Fine, posted a project on Kickstarter trying to raise money for an old-fashioned point-and-click adventure game. Oh. Within a few hours, the project raised half a million dollars and there weren't any signs of the fun slowing down. Within 24 hours of the project being posted to Kickstarter, it raised over one million bucks, setting a Kickstarter record. So far, I checked it before we did the show, the project has raised $1,772,136. Jesus! That's amazing. Significantly higher than the initial $400,000 goal. The uh, previous Kickstarter record set the record not too long before Double Fine's adventure game project, the uh, Elevation f- iPhone dock is currently sitting at $1.1 million raised from a initial goal of $75,000. So if you're wondering what Double Fine's going to do with the extra money, it'll be put toward making the game and accompanying docu- documentary by two-player productions better. Additional money means it can appear in more platforms, be translated to more languages, have more music and voice, and an original soundtrack for the documentary and more. We got to find something cheap and easy to do and Kickstarter it and just clean the fuck up. <laughs> I know, right? You, you know what, though? I mean, Tim Schafer is in a very unique position because right. he make, he has been making passion projects for going on three decades now. Yeah. Probably, right. you know, a little bit longer, really. You know, he got his start at LucasArts. And Day of the Tentacle is still one of my favorite games, and it's because of his writing and sense of humor. When Hoagie goes back in time to uh, discuss possible designs for the American flag with Betsy Ross. That is one of my all-time favorite comedy things ever. I just it's just hilarious. You keep you can keep clicking on Hoagie and he will keep giving ridiculous suggestions for the design of the American flag. It's like two words, all black. It's the funniest thing ever. Like this that, that that and that that moment really sticks out in my mind is one of those moments where like games can be really funny and he's one of the few guys that can do it. He's one of the very few guys that can make a game that makes you laugh, really laugh. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I, not many games do. So he has had the heartstrings of many fellow gamers like myself. So when he puts up a passion project, people respond because they have been touched in that passionate way. It, he, he's Like I said, it's a very unique position he's in. He's made so many uh, sacrifices to keep Double Fine an independent studio. Mm-hmm. He's... You know, the fights he had to go through just a, two years ago, year and a half ago with uh, Brutal Legend oh, to make yeah. that thing even happen. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. gamers and the gaming community really respect him. <clears throat> so when he puts his name out there, it really says something. So this is wonderful that it happened. And it's a great indication of things to come. However, don't think every game producer can come away with this because he is, he is one of the few that has garnered such goodwill across the board. You know what I mean? I, you don't hear many people speaking ill of Tim Schafer in mm, any respect. True. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a fantastic thing. I'm just interested, and I question whether or not 
anyone else can pull it off quite as well. He's kind of the ideal guy because he's got that indie sensibility, which Kickstarter has, right? Yeah. And like I said, great respect and a great track record. There's very few. Like I don't think David Jaffe could do it. I bet he, he like he's talking that he wants to. I don't think he could because he's got some of the same, uh, you know, rogue. Yeah, he you does. Know, keep 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 your own thing going on, but but. His projects have never engendered quite the passion. I mean, God of War is amazing. Yeah, he's a, he's a polarizing figure to, in the exactly, industry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's like it's going to be really tough for other figures, no matter how popular they are, to pull off that same kind of yeah. a move. The people that love him will think he's an asshole. Yeah. And I think he's great. But apparently this new Twisted Metal is balls. I Like bad balls? Yeah, I've heard it's not so great. Really? I'm uh, looking forward to it. Word, well, I was too, but word on the demo, it's kind of... Seriously? And he's already left the company. Yeah, he has. He's kind of like eight people have been let go of his... You know what uh, I mean? So he's that's starting kinda, a new one in San Diego. Yeah, he's cutting and running already. It's a little weird. I don't know. Whatever. He's a genius. That's kind of how they roll. Yeah. IDW announced that they are teaming up two sci-fi institutions for a crossover comic, Star Trek The Next Generation and Doctor Who. Oh, Lord. And we've... <laughs> <laughs> Doctor That's Who. two things you love, right? Yeah, but they, they're two completely different universes that just I don't think will Number one, know. number one, it should be Doctor Whom. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've learned about who the Doctor and the Captain will be fighting, uh, the Cybermen and the Borg, and it's called Assimilation. Oh, oh no. no! The Cybermen no. and the Borg as one! The issue will be written by Scott and David Tipton, who write uh, Star Trek Infestation, and Doctor L- and, and sorry Tony Lee, who writes Doctor Who, be drawn by J.K. Woodward, who worked on Fallen Angel. What is IDW doing? I mean, whatever this, they want. No, no, their standalone series based on the properties that they have licensed to are fine. They're good, but when they do this weird crossover shit, it's like they went to a convention, bought all the fan fiction off the table, and said to the to the artists, make this a comic. I swear to God. Okay. You, and, you and read the G.I. Is, Joe Transformers crossover people, one that I gave you, and, right? Uh, no, I haven't read the G.I. Joe people won't buy this, why? Because it's awful! The ones that I've read have been terrible. The G.I. Joe Transformers one was terrible. And well, G.I. Joe's and Transformers. Now, it's I'm not, not the first time. Shakespeare. It's not the first time that they've done a G.I. Joe Transformers. Back when, there you uh, go, yeah. Todd. The original um, Marvel. I didn't read that uh, one Marvel had the original license. And that one was, eh. But okay, this, so this IDW one either. was terrible. It was terrible. It well, was so cheesy and goofy. <laughs> well, what Transformer property lately has been good? Fair enough. But a few you're talking of the about Generations action figures. Okay, I'll give you that. Oh, and um, I thought the the new game was pretty good. Okay, you know what? The game was all right. You know, the game wasn't superlative. Yeah, but, but the storyline it was better the, than anything. And the, the movie design, gave us. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Bay's it felt like the, a Transformer story. Bay's doing the fourth one. What the fuck? I thought he said he was done. Well, he hasn't confirmed that yet. Man, the, I the just pro- it was confirmed no, today. No, the producers say they're doing the fourth one with or without Bay. I just saw he's. I saw Bay is helming the fourth. He's he says he is, and then he says he's not. He has not signed anything he's yet. He's coming back. He's a whore for money. But he also says there's other things he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Because there's other things he has to wreck and destroy. If those other things include hot ass bitches, he's gonna need a ton of money for them to want to rub up on his leathery face. And he has it. That's what. Well, that's why. <laughs> uh-huh. Yet another movie. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bay could get some real Kickstarter funds going. Jinger. You know what's terrible is he probably could. People are dumb. 
People are just dumb, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to tell you that right now. <laughs> Newsflash. Is, is that your... Okay, thank that's, you. That's my news for the <laughs> day. And this isn't even under news. We don't this give a shit about service people. service announcement <laughs> brought to you by the famous Paul. Uh, follow up to a story last week. West Coast natives Jeremiah Franco and Karen Shreve broke the Guinness World Record for longest period of consecutive TV viewing by watching 86 hours and 37 minutes of The Simpsons in honor of the Fox series upcoming 500 episode at the special event hosted by Fox in Los Angeles that began February 8th. Jesus. Uh, for setting the record, the duo won 10,500 along with some uh, Simpsons schwag. You did it! Yay! Good <laughs> yeah. for them. How many days did they sleep after that? I don't know, but that's three and a half are, days of TV watching. Are they right able there. to make a coherent sentence yet? I mean, I, I would like to see an after interview. Well, yeah, like, right. what would you be like after that? Oh. Well, probably adrenaline at that point because you won. Yeah. How well? Uh, how, long, uh, how long was it? Forty. Uh, eighty-six hours and Good some God. minutes. Yeah. I stayed up about forty during this last jag from uh, China home show. And you were already and seeing elephants. Still up? No. No. But I did accidentally buy Gotham City <laughs> imposters. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Accidentally, in air quotes. No, I accidentally uh. bought it because I went. I went to go get the demo, but now they have it changed. So where if you go on the the one site that's advertising it with the actual picture. It's not the demo. It just says download now or what. And I downloaded it and it. I bought the whole game. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's $15 game. I wasn't necessarily, I hadn't even played it yet. And I've heard middling reviews. Have you played it? No, I haven't touched it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs> I haven't played it. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> I, haven't, just... I haven't been home but hardly 40 hours. And I just, yeah, it's been, yeah, I got to play it. Yeah, now you got to yeah, go to the demo no area yeah. to, dem- to download demos. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, there's some crazy... It's probably going to be a bullshit game because it's got hundreds of DLC pieces. Have you seen that? No. And it's $15 anyway? The game... Yeah. The game is $15. Um, I believe, well, It was either Kotaku or Destructoid I was reading. They they tallied up the DLC. Oh, no. It's an additional $265. <laughs> Whoa. I assume for like character skins and Just stuff. Just for skins and shoes and bullshit. <laughs> yes. $265? Worth of DLC if you want to go for it. Of things that Fuck don't exist. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the worst, the most egregious Capcom game right now has been like 30 bucks worth. Yeah. And that's maxing out getting everything. But good. Dude, this, what? This is Age of Empires. It's insane. To play. It's, insane. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking Smurfberry Village. It's a test is what it is. And I pray it fails. Because otherwise, because did you go on the marketplace? In the add-ons? At first, I didn't It's even a page and a half of Imposters DLC. You have to wade through, like, seriously, two scrolls worth of nothing. But it, it's horrible. Wow. Are we I, even past the first page of news? How is how is how is Xbox letting them dominate the marketplace like this? I imagine they're getting in a fine cut. I guess it's jacked up, dude. DLC is the way of the future. Yep. What? <laughs> just not just, the way it is right now. Yeah, let's just hope they uh, figure out a better way to do it. God, it's terrible. Or oh. let's get in on it. <laughs> let's get in. We got to do Ugly Couch Show DLC. Yeah, Screw so get, <laughs> start a Kickstarter for the Ugly Couch Show DLC program. Give for us. Ugly Cow Show DLC stands for Dick Lickin' Crotch. 
<laughs> I'm glad Paul said that because that makes him responsible for that part of the contest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no contest going on. The bull penis is not the first that's been in it. So, you, so, so, they can, <laughs> so they can buy a chance to buy the change your hat on the show. Is that what it is? The, the sure. DLC? Sure. Yeah. yeah. They can change you, you my wear, hat. Now you now wear the green hat. <laughs> I'll turn into a fucking paper doll and they can just pick whatever whatever of the five shirts that I wear on the show. <laughs> I want to see him wear the fruit fucker again. I want to see him wear this again. Uh, put him on the other thing. Put him yeah. in another He-Man shirt. Oh, sweet He-Man And then there's shirts. a very expensive new DLC which is oh, yeah, yes. which, which is, is the actual not, dick not licking nice. crotch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else you got? <laughs> uh, let's see the folks behind ABC's V, the ni- 2009 version, are tackling are, are a, going to be hunted and killed? Are tackling a new revamp series. Oh no! I thought they'd be hunted and killed for their crimes against humanity. Nope. According oh, well. to the Hollywood Reporter, ITV Studios America and HDF Films have announced plans to unveil a reimagining of the sci-fi series Space 1999. It will be called Space 2099. Really? I can't control the fervor with which I am making the jack-off sign. <laughs> jack-off sign? That's a sign? You yeah. can't control That's the a... fervor with which you jack-off, Dale. Oh. <laughs> Kirsten, it's called American Sign Language. Oh, I see. That's American? What was the Chinese uh, sign for that? I think that was that? international. The Chinese sign for that? The international, yeah. yeah. Was it Amplan or SEE? No, that's sand the floor. That's very different. <laughs> Wax on? Oh, God. Wax on, wax on, wax Have on. a drink, folks. <laughs> on the ugly couch, though. Stand the floor. Stand Take a little floor. of that lion's courage. Yeah. <laughs> drink some, drink some, some flying monkeys out of your butt. The original program ran for two seasons, uh, 1975 to 1977. Oh, what a successful enterprise. Why not? Re- yeah. Oh, Start by Landau. God damn it, I hate these people. As expected. No this, ideas. The story took place in 1999 and followed the inhabitants of Moonbase Alpha, a space research center. <sighs> The uh, President Jace Hall of HDF Films, uh, the one that brought us the new V, will feature I, familiar themes taken from the original. Is, that guy's clown shoes. We are indeed imagining the franchise and bringing something new and relevant to today's audience, said Hall. I feel strongly that some of the overall tones set by original Space 1999 television show represent an exciting platform to explore <laughs> possibilities. In donkey, other words, he said nothing. Donkey liquor. As you guys, I recall, you guys know the, the show Space? Yeah. It, I'm yeah. familiar with it. Yeah, We're I believe in the original series, didn't some like giant explosion on the moon? It was a, it, it was a nuclear uh, d- dump, and uh, there was an explosion where a whole mess of it detonated and knocked the moon right out of orbit. But, which is very ironic because the new show very well may, may be a dump as well. Are they are they sending it back on the moon also? Are they sending it back on the moon? Don't know. This might be a this might be like. Viral uh, marketing for for Newt. That's right. This is this is all Gingrich's <laughs> campaign. This is this is a Gingrich campaign. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, they'll, they'll name it Moonbase Gingrich or something like yeah. that. Uh, Newt base. <laughs> the next Newt uh, base Moonbase Alpha. Gingrich. The next story is something Paul's been waiting for for a while. So I'm very oh. excited to let him know this one. Where is she? Uh, DC <laughs> Comics. What? We'll be launching Smallville Season 11 as a digital first comic ah! to be written by Miller, Mike ah! Miller, and released weekly starting April 13, 2012. <laughs> They'll be collected into prints on a monthly basis. Not an, content to sell a one medium <laughs> with the episode guide as a bonus. Here is the lowdown from DC's press release. 
The new comic book series picks up where the show left off, with Clark officially now as Superman, and features other fan-favorite characters such as Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, Chloe Sullivan Queen, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, and General Lane. The book features an all-star creative team in addition to Miller. Uh, uh, Smallville Season 11 creators include print cover artist Gary Frank and digital cover artist Kat Staggs. Interiors by Per Perez. Interiors by Toyota Yaris (laughs) and whatever other fucking car company sponsors them. Because that's all the bullshit they did when the show was going on. You're going to see it's going to be thick with product placement, that fucking book. Fuck Smallville. Somewhere, Professor Biggs is giggling with joy right Whatever, now. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, great. Great, Biggs. Great. Great. <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead and you buy me some of that $4 toilet paper. And you send it my way when you're done with it. That's digital pers- toilet paper, isn't it? Wasn't no, it? I thought it said it was going to be. Well, it's it coming out first digital, then into print. So it's yeah. just hitting both. But well, once it, first. once it becomes well, such a, a wildfire success, uh, I'm sure it won't. You know, hardbound editions and... Oh, hardbound yeah. toilet paper? That's some ow, <laughs> man. All my all my BMs are hardbound nowadays. <laughs> Absolute oh. toilet papers. <laughs> they fight they fight with my lower GI to try and get any movement down there. Oh, it's restricted like a cell block. Oh, I, I thought you meant hardcore. I no, no, no. Not hardcore. Just just dark and oh my god the crap i took after that airplane ride oh oh my x, x- files thought it had the black oil. i'm telling you yeah i was like, I was like what is happening here? Hey, that's it i was just watching that movie earlier too i was like how is this shit not crawling in my eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was waiting for it to say something to me i was, I was just like I was, I gave it. I gave it a pretty quick flush because I did not want to have a conversation. Is that very well? We made it in the country. Yeah, exactly. 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 I was like, "Oh, the stowaways. Here we go." Paul Mattingly arrested for human trafficking after he took a dump in the San Francisco airport. Oh, that's what bull penis does to you. Surprised Paul's mind didn't go to freaking venom with the, the alien symbiote with the the black shit. Yeah, it would. Uh, ooh. And then Paul danced. Yeah, no, I, I, haven't, I haven't danced. Honestly, honest to God, when I woke up yesterday, I I went to bed at three on Sunday night here, and uh, and then I woke up yesterday at four p.m. So I got almost thirteen hours of sleep because I was no, oh, yeah. and I still feel like I have been beaten with a rake. Every part of me hurts and aches because of having to sit in that confined weird twist, trying to sleep for fourteen hours sitting up. Oh, just a nightmare. As you start to slump and your head, you just, oh, just I'm in, I'm in a lot of pain. But whatever. Get you a neck it's pillow not, and a first class ticket next time. Oh, I ain't gonna spend that kind of shit, man. That's a lot of video games. <laughs> That's like hundreds of dollars more. No. We'll have whoever sending you back there buy you a first class ticket. Not worth it. I'd rather have. You're like I am the famous Paul. I do not fly, <laughs> Economy. <laughs> No, it's either it's, that or buy me a bunch of video games. Or at least Honestly, business class where you get the full recline. Seat you can't you can be get vertical. You can't be comfortable rather. in that shit. So it's all good. But the first trip away was not so bad. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. how many seasons of Smallville? There's ten seasons on video. Ten seasons yeah. on, on <laughs> this is a season, 11. season There's three 11. good seasons. So there's there's ten seasons of people that invested their time in this and they want to see more. So this is their opportunity <clears throat> to see more. Yeah, great. <laughs> just, just move I'm on. Trying, this is, this I'm is trying a, to give this is a give Kobayashi Maru with Paul. It's a no-win scenario. There's, just move there's, on. There's, there's, they, 
Ugh. They repeated themselves for five straight seasons. Five straight seasons. The same shit. Oh, I kind of love you, Chloe. Oh, I don't. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't. Chloe. Whatever her name was. Lana Chloe. Lana Chloe. They're Lana all the same. Chloe. Lana <laughs> Chloe Lois. Lana, 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 Lana Chloe Lane. Again, totally, this is, this is going to go nowhere. Totally <laughs> interchangeable. On. Totally move interchangeable. On to next swap a wig. Swap the name. Just Cut his easy. mic and move on to the next story. Lana matter. Chloe. I didn't know Smallville was in Hawaii. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> it would be better if it was. <laughs> Cut his mic. If, if you think I'm Bill O'Reilly? What? If... Uh, if uh, Clark Kent had been a Samoan warrior, it would have been way cooler. Oh, yeah. Now that is the Superman's... Oh, shit. Trademark. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? the story of, uh, of Maui. Kickstarter that shit, Paul. Did you the just su- trademark a Superman story? Yeah. <laughs> Superman as Boy, Maui. talk about a season desist from Warner like, Brothers. It, if, you, if you check out Hawaiian myth, Maui was basically this, this fisher guy. from a vision, yeah. from, from, a, from a village, and he was a Superman, yeah. Yeah. They describe their heroes are very, you know, very amazing, you know. Yeah. King Kamehameha was like eight shit. feet tall. And yeah. He yeah, made it's, fruit it's, erupt it's out of a volcano. how many Messiah stories there are throughout history. Or did Fruit Island cereal lie to me? I think, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he did that. Absolutely. That's right. It's Absolutely. Like, what do you want, almighty king? Ayama yama. Fruit Island cereal. Ayama yama. Please move on. <laughs> wow. God. Remember that? Now, Chris, you sent me an interesting uh, letter about uh, article about a guy that was going to protest the Avengers movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Good story. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Would you uh, elaborate on that? <clears throat> this guy uh, was talking about he's protesting. The, he saw the Avengers clip and he's decided he's not going to watch the Avengers movie. I forget the guy's name, but because um, he's protesting Marvel's and Stanley's treatment of Jack Kirby and his heirs and the uh, the ripple and in this this news this uh, blog article went on and on and on about all the, the details of how Kirby got screwed out of a lot of his original art and the the work for hire lawsuits and all that stuff and it was really funny cuz the place I got the link from ironically pointed out this guy uh, his geek credit, his his comic credit, is he wrote a 2003 Avengers miniseries. So he himself profited off of Kirby creations, <laughs> even as he's protesting Marvel's ripping off of Kirby. And and uh, uh, is he just trying to get some more money for himself? I have no. You you know what, Paul? You you, um, you missed it last week. We had a we had a very intelligent conversation about comics I creation. I listened to your podcast last week. Oh my goodness! You <laughs> that, were that, that bored on the plane. All. Holy uh, shit! I listened to the whole podcast. <laughs> uh, goodness! But uh, I didn't. Uh, my, my position is is that basically, you know, with with the the properties like Batman, Avengers, what have uh-huh. you. Oh, Comics today are really professional grade fan fiction. Yes, I recall. You know, that. Yeah, you and said it's that, yeah. just like um, the guys like this. It, it, um, they're sitting there. They're also making money off of the creations of the people they're sitting there defending, and a lot of them are kind of fanboyish. They get off on that that uh, Gary Groth led comics journal crusade that was really promoting Kirby's cause against Marvel in the late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, it's kind of a comics hipster shibboleth to actually hate Stan Lee and, and, and be all, you know, loving the loving comics Ridiculous. artists because of, uh, of their, 
their input and creation. Yeah. No, but I really so, did like your uh, argument last week about how it's just like nonsensical to have any kind of loyalty or desperate hang-ons sure. to anything that's going on in comic land sure. because it's going to alter in a yeah and, and three that, years and three that, years tops that avengers that avengers article was back to back with the people with alan moore commenting on the yeah. watchman thing and i i mean it's a hard lesson to learn when you're young i think it's i think it's it's tougher because you do get so involved and invested i remember when the uh because you first get in when the clone saga came up the the during uh my because i used to collect every spider-man book for three years straight at every single issue of all five titles mm. had tons of spidey but so i was deep in the lore and when they did the clone saga Oof. i was out Oof. i was mm. enraged that the broke only a book lot of I, people out the only book i kept up with at that point was uh mcfarland's because i'm an art whore and <clears throat> and uh yeah, I was like, seriously, you're going to tell me that the crux of this character, the core of what this character is about, the death of parents, and and you know, and and, and the subsequent guilt feelings and all this kind of stuff is is moot. You're going to er- eradicate, right. you know. But seeing it through older eyes, I can see it as a as a, a valid storytelling device. You know, you got to you got to put a twist in here and there. I don't think it was the best option. I don't think it was wise, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, and I think they really did probably lose a whole lot of readership there yeah and they but, went back on it yeah they, they, they flipped on sure it sure they did so but you know more power to them to let them try some stuff you, you got to do that at, at some point uh-huh. but it was a, a poor decision but but like you said you can't get that upset about poor decisions in comics anymore you just gotta go well uh while you're doing your thing that i don't care for i'll go look at something else of the thousands of other creators that are doing other yeah. interesting stuff and maybe give somebody else a shot right now because there's a glut of stuff out there right now it's we are we are spoiled it's an embarrassment of riches i don't have the time to read half the books I want to buy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So yep. true. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to bring it up because uh, of ghostwriter creator uh, Gary Friedrich. Did anybody hear about this? Oh, yes. This was in a similar... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Mephisto create ghostwriter? Oh! Shit. <laughs> now you want to talk about pissed off about creator rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if anyone is losing out in this comic book war, it's Satan, everybody. Because <laughs> we all know... <laughs> Well, uh, Friedrich was uh, face, uh, facing off Marvel over whether he owed he is owed any money for the Nicolas Cage film based on Ghost Rider comic. Oh man! The follow up to the seven twenty. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, go ahead. The two thousand seven Ghost Rider flick. I'm making it again. I think the first time, you know, we got close, but oh yeah, this is gonna be better. I'm on fire more. Wow. <laughs> Friedrich is uh, created, credited <laughs> with creating the character we now know as Ghost Rider in the 1972 comic Marvel Spotlight 5, and he claimed the rights for the character reverted back to him in the early 2000s. That claim apparently didn't hold up because of the, uh, the whole work-for-hire thing, and the court has now ruled in the favor of Marvel, meaning they <clears> owe <throat> Friedrich nothing for the use of Ghost Rider in the subsequent universe built around the character. Uh, but, adding insult to injury... The judge also ordered Friedrich to pay Marvel $17,000 for selling Ghost Rider prints, following up a, on a Marvel counterclaim that he was not permitted to use the likeness at all. The $17,000 number stems from Friedrich's approx- approximate earnings from the selling of the apparently unlicensed Ghost Rider merchandise. Uh, Friedrich has since fallen on some hard times and is reportedly penniless. But the $17,000 is the only thing going on here. In the settlement... Marvel also orders Friedrich to give up all claim to the character of Ghost Rider, which means he would no longer be credited as the co-creator. He would not be able to sell sketches of the character, nor would he be able to legally state that he is one of the creators of Ghost Rider. However, the company would let him sell his autograph to be printed on officially licensed merchandise from Marvel. 
First and foremost, Marvel absolutely did not have to countersue. Whether it was in their legal right or not to do so, it's not necessary. No one forced the heads of the corporation to make an example of Friedrich, which is exactly what they did. Yep. Uh, the one of the worst cases of the giant company make an example of a man that simply doesn't have the means to fight. Sure, he's got 90 days to appeal the decision, and hopefully a future judge will find sympathy enough to throw out the countersuit by Marvel, but he'd have to get to that point first. Now here enter uh, modern Marvel, sorry, modern champion of creators' rights, Steve Niles. Steve Niles, Steve Niles is the writer of 30 Days of Night, Criminal Macabre, Edge of Doom. He himself is re- rightfully an outspoken supporter of creators' rights, the do-it-yourself mentality, and creator-owned properties. So in essence, Niles fights for the little guy. And in his recent effort regarding this case, he's called upon creators, readers, and anyone else who is aware of this tragedy to come together, help Friedrich as much as they can to get him help while in the midst of this terrible legal battle against Marvel. So if you are interested in helping out, you can go to stevenilescom slash Gary HTML, where Niles has a personal note and contact information for Friedrich. And if you want to donate, there is a PayPal button if you want to help him out. So I just want to throw that out. There. That sucks. Woo. <laughs> you know, sucky. Wow. I was about to say, Paul, you have a great idea for a sketch where Mephisto steps on Friedrich for the whole create ghostwriter thing, and then Todd read that story, and I'm like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not Marvel's even make a, a good joke. Job, just Marvel's, uh, Marvel's wow. Thank you, Marvel, yeah. for Marvel's saying you're not Mephisto. the creator anymore. I mean, yeah, uh, you horrible. can't take... Uh, well, I, I think on appeal... They're gonna lose because the precedent was already set with the whole Siegel Schuster thing with that. Well, uh, they, they, he has to appeal, which Bob means he yeah. needs the money. Yeah. Right. So that's obvious. I mean, that's the usual it's corporate a, yeah, it's, tactic. It's, it's, it's just the spurious lawsuit until the person just can't pay for lawyers anymore. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like uh, you know the bumper sticker Torgo has on his car. It says "Injustice for Some" with the dollar sign being the S. I mean, it literally comes down yeah. to who has the most money to spend on legal teams, and that's. That's who wins. It's not who puts on the best case. It's who has the most money to spend to draw either the, draw the case out for you know years and years, or to throw so much money at it that the other person can't counter. Yeah, it's just really what it comes down to. And in this case, yeah, not only did he lose his case, but lost all rights to that character whatsoever, even though he created it. Which is really ins- insane. Yeah, that, that's, mean, that's the over Not being part. able to sell sketches, for God's sake. But again, it's not that they had to do it. Right. They just wanted mm-hmm. to make an example of them to stop yeah. anybody else from attempting this in the future. See what happens when you take yeah. us on? Yeah. yeah. They, uh, Niles almost needs to like pioneer something akin to the comic book legal defense fund, you know, the thing that protects retailers. The censorship. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And you almost need to set up something where little guys like this have a, a, a fund and a place to go to fight off these lawsuits because that's where they break them. Now, is this, yeah. is this fallout from Disney's new corporate domain of uh, Marvel? There, I don't think this, I mean, certainly. Is this the, going on before? Or is this kind of one of those things this where This has Disney's been going on for going, decades. Yeah, yeah this, but, but 
Not to this degree. To I don't actually. I, what, I don't, do we have the? You don't have the dates on those uh, lawsuits, do you? Because I don't believe because I you do. know what? I mean, Paul does bring up a point that I mean, you read the Oz thing earlier. Warner has been going apeshit crazy over stuff, and I can't help but think that a part mm-hmm. of it is because of the the the, the, well, the Disney the corporations the, the, the are afforded a lot acquisitions. More. This is going to be a newer lawsuit because this has to do with the new movie, not even the old one. Yeah, see? So, so this is a newer lawsuit. Yeah. Disney's, man, Disney is lawyer-loaded up. They yeah. are geared for war. You know, even if it wasn't, now that Marvel is under Disney, they're, they're thinking, hey, we got a lot more backing. We got... We've got a lot more corporate. Well, they've got, got to a act lot more, more stuff corporate. to lock down. Well, what yeah. I was trying Marvel's to say... Marvel's got a lot of loose ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the first step in Disney going, look, you can't have anyone be able to come up and say, oh, but I actually own that well, after you've made mints on your uh-huh. fucking products. Well, corporations you know I mean? have been afforded a lot more protections versus the individual over the last 15 well, years. Well, they're super... Per- they're not... So, corporates aren't persons. Yeah, they're, they're super, super persons. persons. Yeah. So they have, in a sense, more rights than the individual now. You know, they're saying, oh, well, this is their property. We have to protect these giant corporations so they don't fail. And it's like, really? Super persons? So they yeah. got their start in Smallville? Basically. Uh, yeah, but they didn't create it. Oh, okay. But not yet. Give them time. They'll say they did. They explain a lot if they They own it, but they don't create it. Wow. Barf that fucking show. Barf it in a shoe. (laughs) 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 And that's what we got, right? What do you got? Write to us. Comments at uglycowshow.com. We want to know what you think. And thank you so much for listening. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Please spread the word and tell other people about the shows if you like them. Please, please forward stuff on your Facebook. Use the social media. Tweet us. Make people see and hear us. We need to be seen and heard. <laughs> Don't sound desperate in our Oh, I do. <laughs> I am. Wow. I think uh, Paul's projecting a bit of himself yeah, on the show. I think apparently. so. <laughs> you guys just don't need he's, as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like somebody that shit out black oil that used to be a penis. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> wow. So you had penis in your ass. At a per- at a certain, <laughs> no, 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 no. At a he had point. penis in his mouth and then in his and ass. Then in his ass. Oh. I had, it, oh. I had it all the way through my guts. Boy, pitcher and catcher, you're a you're a baseball team all by yeah. yourself. Dun, dun, that's dun, good new meaning up in the guts. We'll start calling it finger cups. you don't go ass to mouth. Oh, no, that's where I draw the line. Although, honestly. Honestly, he likes the videos things, that have that though. Some of the things I consumed, I couldn't tell you for sure if it, had, <laughs> if it hadn't been down that track. I was like, uh, no, I was still, you know, you know I, I made a point to myself to really try everything because, you know, when in China. I'm 80s Jeff. I'm Commander K. And just Michael. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Mm. That was just one day's menu. For you. Yeah, that one was a, a very intense menu day. How many tongues were served at once, that, that duck tongue? Oh, a big plateful. And it's like, it looks like... They can't be very big. I mean, eh, they look like they look like the female reproductive system with a penis counter. Green, it's tongue, tongue and chicken feet.